Thanks for listening to the City Collective Podcast. We hope that this message from Pastor Jason Charles and the City Collective team challenges and inspires you. Enjoy. Good morning, City Collective, and thanks for joining us for Church Online. Before we jump into our time of digging through the book of Acts, we are journeying through Acts throughout the summer as a church community. And today, in Acts chapter 9, we're going to be asking the question, what does it mean to be led by the Holy Spirit? We're going to be looking at Acts chapter 9 this week and next week. But as part of our wrestling with the passage this week, we are going to be having a conversation with some different voices in our community asking that exact question. What does it mean to be led by the Holy Spirit and what has it looked like for them in particular? In Acts chapter 9, Paul, who was Saul, has a dramatic moment on the Damascus road. He had made decisions, had made plans in his life of where he wanted his life to go, but God had other things in store for him, and it dramatically shifted the trajectory of his life and the life of the church and those within it. So I believe that we have something to learn from each other in the midst of this conversation. So I hope that you lean in this morning and one of the stories speaks to you and leads you forward in your own personal relationship with Jesus. Uh, I hope you enjoy it just as much as we had in our time together. Uh, let's jump into that conversation right now. Uh, I'm going to start off with Gabby. Could you let us know a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so, um, hey everybody, I'm Gabby. Um, nice to see you. Um, some, I've been kind of short-lived, actually. Just only been coming to uh, City Collective for about um, four months and a bit now, yeah. I'd say. But I've um, uh, been doing this Christian journey. I gave my life to Christ when I was uh, about 17. Um, and, you know, been going from there strong. So it's been good. Some good folks around me. So, um, yeah, it's, that's a little bit about myself. Um, can see you guys. Yeah. Steve. Yeah, so I'm Stephen. Um, so I've been a Christian since I was 14, raised in a Christian home. Um, I've been going to City Collective since November last year, so it's about 10-ish months. Um, as you can probably hear, I'm not Canadian. I'm from Australia. Um, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> um, so yeah, I moved to Canada uh, November last year, and been coming to City Collective ever since. It's been awesome. What's been your favorite thing in uh, the Vancouver summer so far? Ooh, I think just going to the different lakes. Um, mm -hmm. Dude, like 100%. they're super cold, but like 100%. so good with the heat. You know what? So like, uh, yeah. The week that we're having with the heat that we're getting, a little bit of cold water isn't too bad. Oh, oh it's the best 100%. day. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's good. It's so good. Uh, Anthony. Yeah. Um, hey, everybody. I've been. Uh, doing Christian walk ever since I was little. I grew up with a family that loved Jesus, so um, I was well-versed in what it means to follow him just by the examples around me, so I'm super thankful for that. Um, and I've been attending City Collective since October of 2018, so um, just about two years coming up here, which is exciting. Um, yeah, as far as uh, summer goes, it's been a great time. Uh, my wife and I just got back from one of the Gulf Islands, so had a little getaway there, which was awesome. Yeah. Love, it. Love it, and we'll end off with Becca. Hey everyone, my name is Rebecca. I am City Collective's prayer team lead. 
Um, we've been coming to City Collective as a family since um, January 2019, but it, it's only been a year and a half, but it feels <laughs> like we've been here since the beginning. <laughs> um, I accepted Jesus as my personal savior when I was eight years old, but I really didn't start taking my faith seriously up until about um, two, two and a half years ago. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, so we are going to be jumping a con into a conversation this morning around what does it mean to be led by the spirit? What does it look like? Mm -hmm. And what has that looked like for, for each of you uh, individually? In, in the book of Acts, um, the Holy Spirit falls upon the disciples um, in Acts chapter two. And we, we see this dramatic movement begin to happen within the Jerusalem area. And then in Acts chapter 9, this, this character, if you were a part of uh, one of our hubs or were watching online last week, this character at the end of Acts chapter 7 is part of this brutal stoning of Stephen, who was the first martyr, martyr of this Jesus movement. And, and we didn't talk about it specifically last week, but this individual was, was on looking and people were actually um, coming to him as someone who was helping to lead this persecution against those who would be followers of Jesus. And then Acts chapter 9 comes around and God decides to take things on a little bit of a di different direction and uh, shift not just the life of, of Paul, but the whole movement that was just starting to burgeon out of uh, the disciples who were in that area. So uh, what I wanted to hear from, from these four today, and I hope that encourages you as you're listening, is just interacting with this question, what does it look like to be led by the Holy Spirit and, and what has it looked like? for you. Um, I'm going to ask actually Anthony if you could get us going. Sure. Yeah. Um, what it looks like to be led by the Holy Spirit. I feel there's multiple ways that it can manifest in your life. But um, one of the things that comes most often to me, it's not that it's not that audible voice that sometimes people hear. It's more of um, I would say a gut wrenching. Um, it's more like you're being spurred on to do something that can sometimes feel uncomfortable and outside of your comfort zone. Mm. I feel like those are two places where I'm understanding that this isn't something that I would come up with myself. It's something that seems a little bit outside of me. And so it's subtle prompting, I find, is what the Holy Spirit is typically speaking to me. Um, one of the examples of that that um, my wife and I both kind of shared in was uh, we recently had the opportunity to come on board as an RA at City, uh, not City Collective, sorry, at um, New Hope Community Services. Okay, and this is an awesome organization that is giving uh, essentially a community and a stepping stone for refugee families uh, in the intermediate um, kind of after they've touched down, giving them a place to call home, um, set some roots down, figure out school jobs, that sort of thing. Um, and we kind of, Sofa's involved with it at some point, but uh, we got presented with this opportunity a little bit out of left field. We had no idea it was going to be coming uh, quite so suddenly like that. And uh, we both kind of looked at each other, uh, prayed about it a little bit, and then we felt really confident that the Holy Spirit was wanting us to be here. Um, the signs were pointing in that direction, and it felt like this was the clear next step. Not to do it would be almost to just disparage what the Spirit was actually trying to say to us. So, um, again, not an audible voice. It was an opportunity and kind of a gut-wrenching of, yeah, 
this is the place. And I think that sometimes when we hear the, the phrase, um, God told me this, or uh, I, was, I was led by the spirit, it can, it can feel extremely like daunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we almost put in the single lane, like you were saying, of like this audible voice. We think of it as, um, yes, we believe that like Jesus has relationship and there, there's a friendship there, there's a closeness there, but we almost put in that single lane of it has to be this audible voice, but even like you're saying for yourself, it's so different for different people in different times and different seasons that God is going to find the right way to speak to you uh, and lead you forward. Understand. Uh, Steve, let's hear some of your thoughts. What does it look like to be led by the Holy Spirit? And what has it looked like for you? Oh, yes. Yeah, so for me to be led by the Holy Spirit is usually um, God trying to steer me to become more of the person that he created me to be. Wow. So to become more like Christ. Um, and if that be through um, changes in my spirit, being formed into a person more like Christ or going out and changing my path of life pretty much um, just listening and responding to what he has to say and oftentimes it looks like tweaks in my own heart and my own character but also dramatic things like change of location or change of job or change of friends and that sort of thing so for me I like one of my experiences was I felt like God say I needed to leave Sydney Australia because I was just way too comfortable I was just cruising along nothing in my life was really like, well, sorry, all the things in my life weren't shaping me to necessarily be the person that God had called me to be. And it's not that they were necessarily bad things yeah. or wrong things or morally wrong or anything like that. It's just they weren't steering me towards the person that God had created me to be. So I, got, I felt like God said, leave Sydney. And I just had this deep conviction that I could not shake. Um, sort of like what Anthony was saying. It's something that's just gut-wrenching and just... It just consumed my thoughts, consumed my heart, and it just had to be done. And yeah, hence in Canada. <laughs> so. um, I, I always think sometimes when I hear stories, and I've got my own story, obviously, of, of yeah. coming from Calgary and feeling the call of God in a different place. Whenever uh, we first began the process of moving out here to the lower mainland, there was like a team of six of us, and this team has heard the story of how Jason felt the call of God to move out here to the Lord man on countless numbers of times. Uh, if you ask Mark, who's a part of the original six that moved out here to, to retell the story, he might tell it better than I tell it. <laughs> Just how many times. And he includes it. He basically can summarize it like, yeah, Jason had this moment with God. There was rubber trees around. There might've been some animals. And then God said, go. And, <laughs> and, it, and for, for me in that moment, um, it was, it was like an audible voice, but it was the only time that I've ever had that experience. Right. Every other time, I think it leans into other space. And I also want to say this, that um, listening to God isn't a perfect, it isn't a perfect experience. Yeah. That, that you're going to hear these moments and let, let me yeah. just like take some of the pressure off. There is moments where you're going to be wrong and yeah. off. Yeah. And not catching yeah, right absolutely. and that is okay because listening to god isn't about perfection but it is about making it a practice yeah and so i think that's that's something that even as we hear these stories i hope it can encourage uh, everyone who's listening gabby let's hear from yeah. you uh, what does it look like to be led by the holy spirit what's it look like for you 
Yeah, um, just for myself, I would definitely uh, resonate and relate with uh, what these two were saying about um, that gut-wrenching feeling. Um, the story I wanted to share was uh, about when I decided to go to Bible college um, about th three years back now. And, um, you know, I was just like this young kid. I was 20, um, getting started on my career to be like a heavy-duty mechanic and everything like that. So everything was going good, but I just felt this push towards uh, serving people better, um, going to church, uh, loving God a little bit better. But that was always something that was holding me back. Looking back at it now, it was just me being very comfortable um, in my area of life. <clears throat> I remember my pastor at the time um, talked about some of the ways God talks to you, some of the ways the Holy Spirit talks to you. And um, he said, um, there's this inward push um, as well as this outward push. Um, and essentially what that meant was um, there's something that happens inside of you, whether you get this thought, this random idea, whatever, and it gets confirmed by people outside. Um, so for myself, it was just this random thought of um, Bible, Bible college, um, of just going and doing something um, yeah. uncomfortable. And for me, that was such a strange, uncomfortable idea because here I am trying to get my career on track. Um, but all of a sudden I get this idea, this thought of going to Bible college. It was ridiculous. It was weird. <laughs> and like, I didn't get it. And I still kind of don't get it. Um, <clears throat> but I just remember, um, I kept it to myself and I just kept praying about it. Cause I was like, God, is this truly you? Um, Cause this kind of sounds like a not good, good of an idea. Like me, <laughs> go to Bible college. Like that's kind of whack. Um, but I remember just, um, and I have, haven't told anybody about this at the time. Um, I remember one of my buddies specifically, a uh, really close, uh, uh, close friend of mine um, named Alonzo, and uh, he just randomly brought up, just out of the blue, um, hey, bro, you know you'd kill it if you go to Bible college. And I was like, why would you say that? Like, that <laughs> makes no sense. Like, literally, like, he could have said a hundred different things. You just have to say that. Um, but that was that inward and that was that outward. Um, mm. When he brought that up, I was like, hey, bro, um, I actually had this idea, um, this thought of going to Bible college. And now that you brought it up, can we, like, <clears throat> can you help me discern um, mm. this voice in my head, uh, yep. this idea in my head? And, you know, we did that journey where we were just thinking, okay, um, <clears throat> is this God's voice? Um, is this where he wants me to be in life? Um, and we came to that decision and I had to discern for myself right. um, that right. this wasn't my idea. Of course it wasn't my idea. Like, I wouldn't even think of that. So it was somewhere that God wanted me to be, um, to well, kind of like what you said, to yeah. make me the kind of person he wants me to be. Yeah. Um, and for me, that was that step of um, being uncomfortable um, to go somewhere. I just never would have even thought to Sydney, Australia and go to college there. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so, so that was my, so that was my, um, one, one of my personal stories um, when it comes to like listening to the Holy Spirit, there is this inward push that happens within you, especially when you um, spend time with God um, and everything, uh, you know, you're doing your devos and everything like that. And there's those cool random moments where thoughts, ideas, his voice, yeah. um, you gut wrenching moments happen. Um, and sometimes there's also this outside voice that helps confirm. Um, yeah. So I would say it was that inward push and that outward push that really helped me discern that, yes, this is God's idea. Um, yeah, I think that the spirit, it's, the spirit speaks through, through the word. It's, it's, mm. It speaks through 
the nudgings of, of who we are. Yeah. Through the passions and through the purposes that he kind of places inside of us. And the spirit speaks through community. Um, like yeah. you said, that you, you need to have people around you who are pushing you uh, in the direction that maybe sometimes we're a little more hesitant. No matter yeah. how much God seems to be like making it so clear, uh, there has to be somebody in our life that just says, you know what, you should be maybe listening a little bit more closer to yeah. what actually is uh, being spoken. Yeah. Let's begin. Uh, Rebecca, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, yeah, so the way I hear God is uh, kind of going back to um, two and a half years ago where um, we were just our own little family of four and just living our life as normal. And then we woke up one morning with the uh, feeling really, really restless in our spirits and all, like starting to think like there has to be more to life than just our family of four. And so we started um, a phase that we've lovingly dubbed church flirting, <laughs> where we uh, started looking for our church family. But in that time, we really didn't have um, a, a pastor to guide us or Christian yeah. friendships to tell mm -hmm. us what to do. And so I kind of reverted back to my old Sunday school teachings, which was just to read my Bible. And so that's what I started doing. And I honestly feel like it was the Holy Spirit going like, finally, speaking to me. <laughs> and it was, it was just like in the mornings, it was me, my Bible and the Holy Spirit. And um, God really used that time to um, change my heart, transform my thinking and just put purpose and calling into my life. And challenging me to step out of my comfort zone and um during the that portion of time i we came to city collective and uh we decided to commit this is where we're going to serve and um this is our church family now we're in 100 percent and um uh, it was during that time that god convicted me that i was also made for purpose which led to me fasting and praying and thought the fifth week into my fast, Pastor Jason asked if I would be um, the prayer team lead, which was a direct answer to prayer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, literally a, a, a direct answer to prayer. So it was, it was this combination of spending time in the word and just allowing God to minister to my heart and my mind and then using our church family to speak into our lives and call mm. calling out gifting and leadership within us as well. Love it. That's so good. I, and I love all these stories of, of God speaking into different, different portions of your life. Um, for, for you, Becca, you're, you've, you felt almost like a contentment as a family, but then a restlessness became very apparent. There was, there was something more. Yeah. Like we were just, we were, we were truly happy. We were comfortable. You yeah. know, we, we were falling into our rhythm of life, but it was just this feeling like there has to be more to life than this. Hmm. There has to be like, it can't just be the four of us. There we, and it got to a point where we were just yearning for, for a church family. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think the Holy Spirit puts that in us sometimes as well. Mm -hmm. yearning for the, for the right things even when we've got good things around us yeah um mm. 
So all of you, great stories of like how God has led you. Or for someone who's listening, that's an encouragement. But there's also the elements of like, uh, <laughs> what, has, what has it looked like when you've gotten it wrong? Or uh, you were a little <laughs> hesitant about which, which direction you were gonna go. Can anyone chime in? What were some of your hesitations uh, or continue to be some of your hesitations when you're allowing your life to be led by the Holy Spirit? Um, I think for me, like coming to Canada was not <laughs> something that was really in my mind or in my heart until God placed it there. And to be completely honest, life back home was awesome. It was super cruisy. My career was going really well. Um, I was, I got to see my family all the time and we we're really close. We we're really tight. Um, and obviously I was serving at church at the time and I've got my community, I've got my friends, school friends, university friends, everything. And then for God to be like, Hey, I want you to just jump out for a bit. And I'm like, well, well, what for? Like, life is good. <laughs> uh, and, um, it was just funny cause I wrestled with it for about a solid four or five months and like, I just, yeah, it's something I couldn't really shake. And I spoke to my parents about it and they were like, why would you do this? I'm like, Rick, this isn't really me. This is God. Can you pray about it with me? And they prayed about it. And because I was so hesitant, God provided an external push, like Gabby was saying, which mm -hmm. was my parents. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. But it, like, it broke them to see me leave. So it was just as hard for them yeah. to say, yes, you should Go to Canada. Yeah. So I was definitely like, I feel like God, God is gracious and he is good. And if you are hesitating and you are critical of the things you are hearing, yeah. if you commit to obey, obeying God and just hearing his voice, like for me personally, I was doubting that it was God. And I'm like, maybe this is just some right. stupid idea in my head that just came. And maybe I got a trouble bug or something. Who knows? But it was actually God. And he, I'm like, look, God, I do want to commit to listening to you, to following your word and following your voice. But I feel like this is me and I need confirmation that it is you. Yeah. Right. And it's not that I'm pushing against God or resisting against God. It's just, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. And God was right. gracious and he provided, um, yeah, the external push for my parents, which was great because it gave them peace as well. Yeah. So he's yeah. just gracious all around, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. I, I think often our part of my hesitation that I find is that the default conversation of the world is I'm going to gear everything in my life for the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Right. And more often than not, at least in my experience and from what I've seen in other people's stories, the Holy spirit is not about the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> pursuit of happiness. It's like, this yeah. discomfort that the Holy Spirit puts into my situation that I don't realize I needed yeah. to actually be moved forward in my own personal journey and to build the kingdom of God that, that wants to be established here on yeah. earth. Mm -hmm. right. Right. What about anyone else? Uh, hesitation when it comes to the Holy Spirit, the idea of being led by the Holy Spirit. I think that there's a, for me, there's always a hesitation of 
when I'm being called and whenever the Holy Spirit calls, it's like a step out of your comfort zone. He's never asking you to do something that you're already good at. <laughs> Always stretching you and wanting to grow you. But, um, and so I think my default thinking is always, I can't do this. I'm not equipped for it. I don't have the skill set. I don't have the energy or the time. I can't do this. And in especially in my story time and time again it's always i i will equip you for what he i've called you to do yeah. that's always been what's come back to me and and slowly i've started to um put into practice leaning on god more in the tasks that he has called me to do so lots of prayer going into decision just waiting for that confirmation like uh steve was saying before stepping into anything where because if i do it on my own like yeah i got this i can do it i'll wing it i'll fake it till i make it and i would just crash and burn i need the holy spirit to like be empowering me in those tasks right so someone who's watching right now and is asking the question okay so how do i start with like listening to the holy spirit or how how do i allow myself to start being led by the holy spirit Hmm. what would you encourage them with what would you give them as like a first step or a call to action? Um, well, t- you can take a page out of my book. You can start, start reading the Bible. Okay, there we go. <laughs> 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 and, and I mean, like, I'm, I, you just have to find a, a rhythm, a, a, a setup that works for you. I'm not a devotion type person. Like I need to be chewing on meaty biblical principles in order to be, um, feeling nourished, spiritually nourished. And so the name of my game is Bible studies. So that's all I do. And I, I love doing Bible studies on biblical characters and, um, mostly biblical characters, but yeah, but God uses that time to challenge me and to push me and to put new thoughts in my, in my head. Love it. Anyone else? Yeah, I would say, um, definitely like um spending time with god eh? like that's been like some of the most like some of the most key moments especially in my life as well like um like as a christian um you want to build yourself to be more like jesus for sure um but you also want to look after god's interests which is building the kingdom of god um so even asking god um to um to receive some of the gifts um whether it's prophecy building the church whatever it looks like um sometimes it can just be in moments of prayer um and then the morning or night or whatever during a, a, a worship uh, set or something like that um just tuning in like calming down your heart and your mind and just going god speak to me mm-hmm. um yeah. god what is it that i need to change um or god how, uh, what is it that i need to do to push your kingdom just a little bit further um and trust me um something will happen a word will get dropped Mm-hmm. And um, so I, and I think like, so that, and going back to like the other question too, like well, something that I've always struggled with was um, um, when it comes to listening to the Holy Spirit is, um, is this of God or is this me? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. am, am, am I coming up with this stuff in, in my own head or is this really the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And I think that really um, comes down to your discernment. And I would say even like involved, um, say like your church leaders, um, for, like, for this example, Pastor Jason or Anthony or Rebecca, whoever, Steve as well, um, like, like involve people. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I like people who like 
like kind of sort of been through that journey, know what they're doing a little bit. Um, and just like, just here, man. Like sometimes it just takes time. Um, sometimes yeah. you get it right away. Yeah. Um, but keep pushing, keep going. Yeah. And you know what? If it's encouraging and if it's building the church, yeah. it's of God. It'll, if, it, if it aligns with yeah. the Bible, it sounds pretty good to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's yeah. it. Do it. Yeah. And <laughs> um, I, I think it's um, important to note that like God doesn't speak every single day. Like there's no blinding light moment like Saul experiences every single every single time you sit down with your Bible. But it's just being consistent mm-hmm. and showing up every day that you learn to, you learn his voice. You learn to, you recognize when the spirit's around you and when he's speaking to you. And he speaks to, to everyone differently. For like for me, when I know that I'm supposed to be paying attention to a certain scripture, it's almost like a little, like I liken it to like a tap on my spirit, like just a little, and then I know I'm supposed to slow down and, yeah. and think about what God's talking to me. So it's going to look different for everyone, but it's going to take yeah. time to learn how God is speaking to you. Um, I, I, I've heard it explained like this, that sometimes we, we, make, uh, we make Siri on your GPS more merciful than God. Because yeah. every time I have set a... A location I'm going to, and if I go off track, guess what Siri does? Mm-hmm. It reroutes. It yeah, reroutes. It reroutes. it's gonna reroute yeah. to get to the final destination. And yeah. for yeah. some reason, we think that Siri is more likely to reroute me to the final destination than God is. That if I don't stay on the perfect path, then I'm not gonna yeah. get to the destination that God has set. And that's not true that's at true. all. We serve a merciful yeah. God sure. yeah. that has a plan and a purpose. So, hey, if it means that on the journey to the destination that he has set before us means that I have to listen and I'm going to get it wrong a couple of times and I'm going to put myself out there. Guess what? That does not mean that you're disqualified and done and unable to do anything anymore. You're yeah. going to have to actually discover that God is rerouting and he's yeah. stepping into that gap for you. And he's making it possible for you to actually have um, some incredible, incredible next steps that you didn't have in, store uh in plan for you beforehand so um yeah anthony do you have any thoughts uh, an encouragement a call to action for anyone who might be listening and wondering what it looks like to be led by the holy spirit yeah, yeah, yeah. um i wanted to speak to what you were just talking about um i had an uh, opportunity um when i was back in the interior of being part of a leadership development group um part of my church that uh, was starting this up it was kind of the first uh, grounds of getting it going and i was in prior commitments and part of like the family instilled values was you finish what you start mm-hmm. and so i thought like from my own perspective like this is great but it's not for me right now mm-hmm. and um looking back on it i realized that that was probably one of the bigger mistakes i made in my life but the beautiful thing is when the opportunity came again few years few years later um that experience came right into my head. It was like, I have regret on this and it's not bad regret. It's regret that's saying, this is something that you're longing for and something that God has in plan for you. Take this opportunity. And the Holy Spirit was once again, nudging me forward. And I took it. I was an excellent course. I had some excellent training throughout. And so, yeah, even though you kind of can miss a mark, you can miss an opportunity. 
um, God will reroute you. He'll get you in a different spot that'll build you up into the character of who he wants you to be, put you in positions for kingdom building. It's great stuff. Yeah. Great. That's also good, man. So good. All right. Um, we're going to wrap up our conversation here. But uh, next week, we're going to actually be unpacking Acts 9 a little bit. Um, the Damascus Road experience for Saul, better name Paul, <laughs> later times. on. Um, and so we're, uh, we're going to actually see what the Bible has to say for his journey, that where he was definitely rerouted um, to a that God was preparing for him all along. And so I would encourage you, if you're watching this week, that you would spend some time, read Acts 9 for yourself, come ready to lean in on the Sunday, and we can, we can dig in uh, and, and discover in, in our hubs, whether it's in person or online, uh, in our discussion time. But I'm just going to ask, actually, right now, Becca, could you pray for us? Could you pray for everyone listening? That uh, we, would, yeah, we would have the courage to listen to the voice of God that's leading us. I'd love to. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time together. We thank you, Father, that um, through technology, we can meet Sunday after Sunday together as a church family. Um, I thank you, Lord, that we can use this time to learn from each other's stories and be challenged to know you more. I want to thank you, Lord, for this body of Christ, our church family, City Collective. And I want to raise every family that's represented in our community before you, Jesus. Um, I pray, Lord, that our church family would be able to walk, to walk in a manner worthy of your calling. I pray, Lord, that you pour your spirit upon us. Give us a collective heart to always be seeking you. Yeah. Give us a discerning heart to know your will and the courage to follow through. Mm -hmm. Lord, we pray that you would write your laws on our hearts and minds. And when others look to us, Jesus, the prayer is that they see you. We thank you for this time together. We ask all of this in your precious name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to the City Collective Podcast. We hope you enjoyed that message. Please subscribe to stay up to date with every weekly message. For more information on City Collective, please visit www.citycollective.com. Or if you're in the greater Vancouver area, Come visit us for a Sunday. You can find more about our church and how you can get involved with what God is doing in the Lower Mainland. Have a great day.